0: Yeah! That was a good one, too, Al. I, I, I feel like I found the sweet spot with the, the yas for today. Was that as good as the opening one of the show? No, no,
1: open one. It was... Really? um that felt I almost better. thought, like... Well, because I thought this time around you were thinking about it. Like, you were trying <laughs> yeah, that's to... True. You were trying to up the one from 10... 10 hey. The 10 a.m. was so natural. It was so... This is what I do, and it just kind of came out like one of those very confident. This one was, well, if I get the jumper, I got to keep my right hand on top, the left. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I felt like you were, you I'm were thinking, thinking I'm not about playing. It. Yeah, you, think you, you just got to play. You, you can't think, play, you bro. Just, you, you can't just got to play.
0: Got to play along the way. ESPN <laughs> Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear Hotline. Uh, listen all day long. We've already given uh, – we've already That's qualified right. two other listeners. you got a chance in this hour as well, all day on Mason and in Ireland, all day on Sedano and Cap. We've got your tickets to see the battle for the Lombardi Trophy. Keep listening for the Super Sounder when you hear it. Number seven, caller number seven at 877-710-ESPN, and you will qualify to win a pair of super tickets for the big game, the 710 Super Ticket Giveaway from your championship radio station, 710 ESPN and SLEE. Lakers and Bucks tickets. We're going to give those away before the end of the show as well. It's a it's a pretty good day. We're basically like a um, a secondary market for tickets. We're just we're just passing stuff out all over the place. It's pretty. Except exciting. we're not making money. <laughs> yeah, we don't get we're anything. We're just giving
1: it. Yeah, we're just giving them away.
0: But on an optim on a national optimist day, isn't mm-hmm. it nice just to put a smile on somebody else's face? Isn't that good enough for you, Alan Sliwa? It's all right. And to be honest, I think sometimes it's overrated. <laughs> How many boxes of Girl Scout cookies are you going to buy when you go to the
1: grocery store the next time? um you
0: you live alone so you can't can't, can't, go too
1: crazy here's the thing you can't avoid it either right like you can't there is no well i'm gonna go in on the other end no no you gotta you just gotta kind of step up to the plate two boxes two boxes is the right amount for me do you go two of the same you go you mix and match you go i'll do one peanut butter and the samoa Samoa. (laughs) I'm, i'm almost about to say samosa
0: yeah, I've said that several times. That's the little fried uh, pockets of stuff that you get. Those are good, too, Oh, yeah, that's right. Different. <laughs> that's Those right. are good, too, but they're different. The little peas and, and things are very savory, yep. very delicious and fried and wonderful uh, all around. Uh, you're going to the Clipper game tonight, right? <laughs> I like saying it like that because I know
1: how you feel about the Clippers, that Laker you're going to the Clipper, Clipper game tonight. Clipper action tonight. <laughs> Clipper is it kind of crazy? It, I, team's got the same record. Like they're I both know. ninth and, or eighth and ninth. Yesterday it was nine versus ten in the West. Today it's it eight versus it. nine. Uh, <laughs> I have a it, feeling this might look like it too. <laughs> you know, I, actually, I, I don't know. And I, I say that because Clippers are a tough, gritty team. You know what I mean? they they We, we were looking at some stuff earlier, and we mentioned it um, earlier in the show. So the Lakers have been without LeBron and AD for 36 games. Okay? LeBron has missed. I think 16 is the number now, maybe 17. Obviously, he's going to miss his fifth straight game if he doesn't go tonight. The Clippers have been without Kawhi and PG for 80 games. 80 games. If I told you to name five other players on that team, and it wasn't Serge Ibaka and and you know Marcus Morris,
0: Michael Cage, Poo Richardson,
1: and Danny Manning, brother, these guys are not they're not very well known yet. They're right there with the Lakers from a record perspective. I think Lakers. how they take him first? How'd they take him first? <laughs> I, I've how, told how you the story. That I say it th- again, because I, <laughs> I
0: was just going to say, was it you that yeah. told the story? Yeah. So um, when I was a student at UCSB, yep. and uh, Santa Barbara was and still is a member of the Big West Conference, at the time, the University of Pacific was also a member of the Big West Conference, where Michael Candy attended college and, and played his college ball at the University of Pacific in Stockton. And they would come in and play Santa Barbara every year. And I remember seeing him and watching him play, and he was big, but he wasn't particularly good. And it's not like UCSB was Kentucky or North Carolina. It's UCSB. It's mid-major school, right? And the the 6'8 center for UCSB is giving Oluwakandi the business. So fast forward to the draft that year, and with the first pick, the Los Angeles Clippers select Michael Oluwakandi. And I'm thinking, there are two Michael Oluwakandis? Really? (laughs) Like what are what are the odds of there being two Michael Olawakanni's? That's amazing! Like, I, what an unusual last name, and that they have the same first name. There, there's two of these guys. No, no, no.
1: They no, took no. him. They That's didn't the miss same anything. guy. They didn't miss anything in that draft. Okay. <laughs> I mean, did you really want Mike Bibby? Do you? Did, was Vince Carter of interest? Absolutely not. By the way, have you heard of Dirk Nowitzki? Oof.
0: No. Huh? Unfamiliar. Michael Olowokandi. By the way, UOP. number nine.
1: He was the number nine pick. You still had Paul Pierce in that draft. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was you. it was shocking
0: to. There was one of those times because look, I'm not a basketball scout. What do I know? But yeah. I know if the six center from UCSB can dominate Michael Olowokandi, then maybe Shaquille O'Neal might be able to handle him. Maybe Akeem Olajuwon might be able to handle it. Maybe he'll Patrick lock up Patrick
1: Ewing, <laughs> Patrick David Ewing Robinson,
0: and Alonzo Mourning might give him a little more trouble than the center from UCSB
1: does. i, I just that that was the moment where the Clipper thing really hit home. Okay, uh, today's stat here of the day, Carmelo Anthony. Lakers now 7-0 and when Carmelo Anthony's top seven scoring games this season. So, uh, actually, if he gets 23 points or above, Lakers are undefeated this year. They're 7-2 and this season when he scores 20-plus. You know, some that I thought was interesting yesterday, and I know we don't talk about enough, and we're going to compare Lakers and the Clippers moving forward in a second. Carmelo's about to be 38 in a couple of months. You know how much love we're giving to LeBron, as sure. we should. Uh, Coach mentioned this yesterday, he's like, it's kind of overshadowed. I don't know what you thought of Carmelo coming into the year. I didn't think much of Carmelo. I didn't. I I, I didn't think he was going to play much of a role, maybe give you 10, 15 minutes a game. But can you really depend on Carmelo? Carmelo's actually having a pretty decent season. He's been he one is. of the few highlights for the Lakers this year. And that doesn't mean that they're going to go compete for a championship, but it's okay to point out a dude that's about to be 38 and is also in his 19th season in the NBA. Well, it, it's funny that you said that you didn't have expecta- or big expectations for him. I, I was kind of in the, hey, let's see what it is, right?
0: That Had it been what it is, I'm not blown away because he's an incredibly talented guy, but had it been literally zero, I wouldn't have been blown away either yeah, because yeah. of the – let, let's wait and see what it is. That being said, I, I, I want to hit the brakes for a second. His time in this league versus LeBron's time in this league, it's apples to jackhammers. Mm -hmm. It's that as and and Carmelo Anthony is walking straight into the Hall of Fame and should. He is a terrific NBA player, a terrific NBA player. Mm -hmm. He hasn't had a fraction of what LeBron James has had on his plate his entire. LeBron James, from the moment he showed up, said was save the franchise, win championships, and do it by yourself. And, and and be the king as an 18-year-old. Carmelo wins a championship at Syracuse as a freshman and came in and had to be the best player in Denver and all these things. But LeBron has had things on his plate that virtually no one else ever has and has had it every single season. Melo had a relatively typical career path where he comes in, highly regarded, is a great player, ascends to a certain extent and, and hangs there for a while and then starts to you know, bleed yeah. off some of that yeah. expectation. LeBron came in went from zero to 100 and has been at a 100 every single day
1: since no one's had to deal with that you know it's funny I, I don't even think you could say he went to, from zero to a 100 no they said hey you're coming into the league you're already at a 100 just don't fall <laughs> you're right and he's you're like, right you exactly right I'm actually going to go up higher whatever you thought my expectations were coming in in his career he surpassed those expectations let me throw this out real quick stat here, exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa show, Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to StatHero.com slash 710ESPN for a 100% deposit match. So, Chad, we were talking about this. Lakers, Clippers. So they'll go up today, blah, blah, blah. They might face each other in the playing tournament. This is not going to be the number two versus number one seed in the Western Conference Finals. not going to be anything like that. Um, who do you think, Scott? I, I, I know the franchises are so different. The better future over the next three four years, it's so difficult to because right now there's you would say there's I more think stability. Can, I, yeah, there's I, more I stability with the Clippers, right? the The Clipper plan for the future is pretty obvious,
0: right? the The Clipper plan for the future is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, mm-hmm. and and we'll build around Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and we'll support you with a first rate coach, and we'll support you with you know the best we can in free agents. Really good, front office. Money, good yep. front office. Good front office. That's the plan. The Lakers' plan moving forward, I don't even know what it is. How, how, how can I compare a plan to nothing? Mm-hmm. Because as far as I can tell, the plan was Anthony Davis. I don't think it's that anymore. The plan was Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. That didn't work. Now, so what, what is their plan? Restart, build from scratch, get another top leg through free agency? or the, I, I don't know what their plan is.
1: Can I, can I tell you something? This is what, This is why the two franchises are so different, okay? Sometimes you can, like the Clippers are doing, there's no guarantee their plan's going to work. Kawhi Leonard, you know, we talk about availability. Kawhi is, you know, it's not like since he's been with the Clippers, he's always there, he's always available. Um, the first time Paul George and Kawhi teamed up together, they go up 3-1 against the Denver Nuggets. Everybody thinks it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers in Orlando. Doesn't happen. Uh, they lose that that series 3-1. And then randomly, you know, they lose three games in a row. Randomly last season, it's the furthest their franchise has ever got, and it was in the Western Conference Finals. So I, I think there's you can poke holes in where the Clippers go from here, how sustainable is what they have in the sense that Kawhi and Paul George is enough to go take you wherever you want to get to. You know what's so just kind of stupid with the Lakers? Mm. They could look like today They you're not sure where this franchise is going to be in the next couple of years. But this franchise also is one of the few franchises in all the sports it can change like that. And what I mean overnight. by that is overnight and this yeah. is you know, we don't it have already to point did at, with LeBron. I, I mean, was just they, gonna say yeah. I, I was just gonna say you don't even have to point at the LeBron one. Yeah. There have been so many examples of the Lakers. Okay, they went out and got Pow or Shaquille O'Neal, Jerry West goes the and Rain. Kareem. Kareem. Kareem, right you trade from the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. <laughs> there there are there are it's very, and I'm not saying this is how you should run your business, your corporation, or your franchise, but that's kind of how the Lakers have run it. They, they've, they're able to go get that guy, and they were obviously able to do that a few years ago. So even though the the future, we don't really know what it's going to look like, I'm not too scared of that because I think the Lakers have proved, hey, we can go get guys when the time is right. We'll see what happens down the road. I,
0: I would love for the clip for the Lakers to steal a page out of the Clipper book for this season. I'm just I'm just saying that something that the Clippers have shown more or less from the opening night of the season to where we are tonight where they're gonna play each other and that the Lakers really haven't shown at all. Mhm.
1: It's
0: desperation. It is is hey, listen, we're not what we thought we were gonna be. Clippers thought they were going to be Kawhi and Paul George, but we need to figure something out in the meantime. We, we need to find a way to win games without these guys. And if that means we play 100 miles an hour, if that means we sell out on the defensive end, but there's a sense of desperation that's going on that we have to be at our best every night if we're, not, if we're going to survive in the Western Conference. The Lakers have a sense of eh. Wait till LeBron gets back. Wait till AD gets back. Wait till Russ finds his footing. Wait till this. Wait till ah, that. We're fine. We, we got the playing we, tournament. We got we got we got plenty of time to figure it out. We as long as as long as everybody's healthy by the playing tournament. Every it's, there, there's no desperation. Mm-hmm. Time, and by the way, it's not like tonight's the night. It's been the night for a month to to find that gear to find that thing that just says we we have to take. Every that game last night against Portland was not a good game to watch. It, it was it was not particularly both sides. Well it was just ugly yeah, basketball. Yeah, it just it just yeah. wasn't a great NBA game. There are good ones and
1: well, you described other ones. it. You said it looked like a ninth
0: place team versus a tenth place team of the and, West, it, and it was. Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what it felt like. Play fast, play hard, sell out, do what needs to get done because the LeBron injury is really sobering it that he this that it popped up out of nowhere that he hasn't come back since Mm -hmm. that there really doesn't seem to be a hey we're gonna have him back by this date it's a very sobering idea of where you might be if and when he does come back or if and when he can stay in when he does come back you get you're gonna have to find a way to win some games without him
1: and you have to play desperate to do it so i'm not i have not watched many clipper games this year But I know what they've done. They hover around 500, like you said, kind of roll up the sleeves, go to work. Um, They played earlier this year. I think both teams were around 25 games in, something along those lines. It was a Laker home game. Lakers lost by four. LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ all played in that game. So uh, it just kind of shows if you think tonight, and I don't think Laker fans think this way because no game is guaranteed This is a tough game tonight. Like, this is not one of those that I think they're going to walk through anything along those lines. PG isn't playing for them. Well, LeBron's not playing for the Lakers. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Trav, one week from today is the NBA trade deadline. Uh One week from today. Uh Uh-oh. So we're going to throw this out there, and, uh, you know, obviously we'll give our thoughts as well. What should the Lakers do? Over the next week with a roster that they currently have. And by the way, can they do anything? So I I think that's going to be part of the conversation as well. Phone number is 877 710 ESPN, 877 710 ESPN.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple.
0: Congratulations, Ian Gleghorn in Laguna Hills. He is going to see the Lakers and the Bucks. He is our Laker Buck winner for the day. You still have a chance to qualify awesome. to win tickets to the big game coming up. You want to listen to our show, Mason and Ireland, Sedano and Cap. So we're just, we're like uh, the price is right. We're just yeah. handing things out yeah. left and right on the show
1: today. It feels good. I always it's- wanted to play Plinko.
0: <laughs> that was always a
1: game. That was always a game that I was like, let me let me get in there just one time in my life, let me get some Plinko action in.
0: So, I know our mutual friend Chris McGee has been Oh on yeah, Price is right. He 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 was he was on that. My brother-in-law was By on the way, Press he brought up
1: Ask Slee on my last <laughs> TV over there. And you're just so telling me this now? I forgot to mention it. I forgot. Do you want? Do you want to know the real story? Let, yes. me, let me tell you the real story. Real quick. Yes. So this was last week. I can't believe you've been holding out on me. Uh, no, it's not even holding out. I literally just forgot to bring it up. So okay. last week, um, they're doing virtual right now. So you're not actually in studio with them. Okay. So they're both in studio, and then we do the setup from home. You're
0: talking Gator and,
1: and Worthy and Brez and okay. Brez, Mike okay. Brezahan. So it was just one of the you know shows. I think it was last Wednesday or something along those lines. And he just randomly goes uh, – randomly just says, ask Slee. And I'm like, wait a minute here. Did I just hear that right? Because I think he was saying, okay, hey, you know, uh, does the pre and post, does Travis and Slee a show something about Ask Slee. And then towards the end of the show, like literally 15 seconds left in the show, and he says, hey, I got an Ask Slee for you. And I don't know if somebody tweeted him or something along those lines. So he- – this, I, I haven't texted with him in a couple of weeks,
0: but it was it, it might even have been a month or so ago. He and I were texting back and forth, and he said I said to him, so he, he brought up Ask Slee, and I said, so you got to ask him about the next time you have him on. He goes, okay, I'll do it. And
1: it kind of fell off my radar, but what was the Ask Slee? What did okay, he so, ask you? Well, this is what happened. <laughs> so he's bringing up, and they're, the countdown is starting like, you know, we're literally about to wrap up the show. So they're saying, <laughs> you know, there's 50 seconds left, whatever it is, right? And I got somebody, you know, their producer is in my ear they, they, eventually they're going to kind of start at 30 seconds left. So he says, "Okay, I got an asslee for you." And I'm like, "Okay." And then as he starts saying what the asslee is, the guy starts counting down 10, <laughs> 9. So I can't hear, I can't oh, hear no. I can't hear uh, geeter. Yeah. So there's just this awkward they're looking at me, I'm looking at them. F- 4, 3, And I don't even have an answer, and I'm like, guys, I can't hear, and then they just start laughing, and the show ends. (laughs) That's
0: good enough. As long as they talked about Ask Salih, I mean, I would prefer you had an answer. So he told me after
1: what the question was. It was, do you have, because I was at home doing the show, do you have any paintings or artwork hanging up at home? So he told me afterwards, so I I never got to... Never got to read it. So I, well, because of time, you, you are branching back. out, Ashley. Every direction I turn,
0: I'm trying. I just I, that when he, I know he was on Prices Right. You said you wanted to play plinko. My brother-in-law, remember Press Your Luck? No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Oh yeah, Stop. Oh. remember that
1: game, bro? I'm I'm already like tense, nervous.
0: <laughs> okay, so he was on that show. Uh, my brother-in-law was, and he got knocked out on this question. See if you know the answer to it. The Colonel's original recipe at KFC has how many herbs and spices? It was part of their commercial for years. It has blank herbs and spices on the Colonel's original recipe. Um, I'll go five. <laughs> so you don't know. You're just guessing? Yeah. Emily, do you know by chance? She.
3: No, I don't think so.
0: It's 11 herbs and spices. It was part of their, their for like a million years, it was their, the, you know, the Colonel's original recipe with 11 herbs and spices. It was in every commercial. He said like six or something like that, and he got bounced from guess, uh, Press Pressure Luck. So pay attention to your fast food commercials. No kids. whammy, no whammy. <laughs> I'm already
1: nervous. Like that, that game was, that is a tense game.
0: It, it, well, and it was basically all luck where your little flashing lights would. Remember when the one guy rigged it? Not rigged it, but he figured out the pattern like the boop, 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 boop. it went the same way every time and the guy knew if you hit it when it's here it will never hit a whammy so so he was on the show for weeks and just racked up all this money and yeah so they had to change the pattern it was the same pattern over and over again That's all right awesome. so you you mentioned the trade deadline is coming yeah. up a week away uh in the NBA don't do it D- don't don't do the thing where you try to fix this roster if you're the Lakers. If you make a trade because you think it might give you some flexibility, some maneuverability moving forward beyond this season, I'm here for that. But this this team is going to go as far as LeBron James takes it. Okay, there there's no piece that's coming in your way that's all of a sudden going to make you go, "Oh my gosh, they've got this guy. All right, let's go do it again." LeBron is the is the guy that's a gatekeeper. He's either going to do it or he's not. Do not sell whatever few assets you have to try to make this team better. You should be collecting assets, not trying to acquire them.
1: So I don't agree that there is nobody out there that can help the Lakers. But what I will tell you, Trav, is the the scenario you just played about don't go do anything, I think that's going to play out because they don't have assets. They don't have any assets. So if before the season started – Talen horne Tucker was supposed to be a good asset for the Lakers, making ten million a year. Young player was twenty now, twenty-one years old. That's not much of an asset right now. So no. if you went out and traded Talen horne Tucker, you're not going to get what you're hoping that you. But, but this way, you're selling low. You're selling when the market is down rather than selling when the market is high. Sure. So I think what you're saying will probably happen, but by default, I I don't think, you know, if the Lakers you're saying don't throw any more into this season. I don't think the Laker franchise is thinking that. I don't think Polenka's thinking that. I think they're thinking if we can improve this freaking roster, we got to do it right now. I just don't think they're going to have many options to go improve the roster. Well, um, and, and that twenty twenty seven pick and and THT and all these other stuff, you might be better off saying, okay, if we can't find anything or these are just too low on the uh, on the uh, uh, the wants or the needs from other teams, might have to punt to the summer and then go take your chances there.
0: I want to go back to something you said. You said you don't you don't agree with what I said that there's a guy out there that can make this team better. I mean, look, if you go get Steph Curry, sure, but realistically speaking, who who could they get that you think would take them from where they are to something significantly better?
2: So there I, was
1: I, I'm not seeing it. So there was um, there were talks conversation over the last you could say last couple of months or so, and again, this is not going to happen. But um, the, the chatter was – and I, I think – I forget who was reporting. It was uh, Mark Stein reported on Substack, on his Substack. Um, the conversation was that the Lakers were offering Taylor Horn-Tucker, Kendrick Nunn, and their 2027 first-round pick because that's the next first-round pick that they have is in 2027 right. for Jeremy Grant of the Pistons, okay? Um, I, I think Jeremy Grant – if you remember when the Lakers played the Nuggets in the Orlando bubble – Grant was on that team before he signed that contract with the Pistons. He's a good player. He's a he's a and it's exactly what they need. But no team is going to ask what the there's probably five other teams that would say, "Hey, we can give you a much better offer than THT Kendrick Nunn who has not played a game yet this year for the Lakers and a 2027 first rounder." So to to kind of put this all together, it's not a realistic trade. There's more value for a team like the Pistons somewhere else, but that would be my example for you. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> I, I don't see it. I mean, Jeremy Grant's fine; he's a nice NBA player. I, I, I understand that, but this team is not a Jeremy Grant away from being a sub 500 team to being a championship contender. And this is really because those are the the Lakers' problem is actually kind of simple when you boil it down to the brass tacks of it all. You're going to win a championship or not. Anything less than that is not good. It's like we were talking about with the Rams, right? That you were you of the opinion if the Rams don't win the Super Bowl, it's been a failure. I, I think that there's very it, it's very similar with the Lakers. that yeah. This is not, hey, let's get close and give it a good old try and see what happens. This is you either win it or you don't. I, I well, don't I, think that I, Jeremy Grant have... puts them any closer to winning it. But that's They're me... still not good enough.
1: I'll add an element to it. He's only twenty seven years old. He's a six foot eight wing. Like he could also it's not like you can't say, well, you know, part of this uh if you're going to get a player that was only going to help you just for the remainder of this year and he's thirty five years old and you're giving yeah, up assets that's different. You're think, right. You're I think right. that's a little different. I think with yeah. him. It's like, okay, hey, this dude could be on the roster for the next couple of years, and you're not going to be mad about that.
0: I'll buy your timeshare. Tell me more. How many, how many weeks' access do I have? Do I get no. weekends?
1: Do I only get it Tuesday through Thursday in October? Like, what are, what are we talking about here? We're actually sold out. <laughs> we're actually sold out. This is – we have a future timeshare that we're building in oh, 2024. In spec. <laughs> Excellent. I, I'm in on your spec timeshare,
0: too. Uh, dude, who, who buys that? Hey, listen, we've got this plan. We're going to build this building in three years. But I need your money today. Can can you, can you hook me up today with your money? Is that something that you're interested in, Mr. It has Lila? nothing to
1: do with the fact that the bank is not letting us borrow more money. Yeah, it has no, nothing we're fine. to do with that. Nothing no, to do it's fine.
0: That. It's absolutely fine. We'll just how much do you need? Let me let me cut you a check, and maybe Bezos can chip off like I don't know a bowling alley off of his half a billion dollar yacht, and he can he can throw in when he's this not guy. demolishing a, a Dutch bridges to get his mega yacht out of the harbor.
1: Yeah, I know you guys are just a small little area, and um, we're going to go ahead and just change the whole landscape here and th- your history because I got a mega yacht that I'm trying to build. <laughs> hey, we've all got problems.
0: You know, I, I, I'm trying to here, – here's, here's – maybe you're at a part in your life where you're trying to scrape up enough money for a down payment. Maybe you're trying to get enough money to pay your rent this month. Maybe you're trying to find a way to put your kids through college, right, and times are tough. And maybe you got to knock down a 300-year-old Dutch bridge to get your mega yacht out of the harbor. We've all got our things. How that else we does he do. get it out of the harbor? That's what I don't
1: understand. I don't know why these people can't understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's a mega yacht.
0: Do they not have rulers? Like, okay, the bridge is this high, and the boat is this high. We're not going to be able to get this out. First of all, if it was built 300 years ago, probably need a new bridge. It's safe it's historic. It got blown up in World War II, and they rebuilt it. So it's got it's got some history. There's a a lot of things going on right there. Um, Ooh, I just noticed something. I'm a fan of the bridge. Emily's um, side piece is becoming more of a regular part of her life. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
2: Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: So I noticed it this morning. Um, and then I kind of, I I'd not, she has, Emily has a jacket on today, so I had not noticed it um, until just a second ago. It kind of reminded me of it. Remember when she said she ordered a, a Rams t shirt and she was going to get it at the 4th of July? <laughs> Apparently it showed up early. (laughs) She's got it on today. And I like look, Emily's a perfect example because Emily is from Virginia, who has lived in the East most of her life, Northeast and in the South. She went to the University of Virginia. She is a Steeler fan because Emily, correct me if I'm wrong, your family are Steeler fans. Yeah, my mom's from Pittsburgh. Okay, so your mom's from Pittsburgh, so you adopted the Steelers as your squad. So you came out here, you're new to to Southern California, you're new to Los Angeles, and you kinda have the Rams as your as your number two on the side. I'm okay with that. it's fine.
3: I can have a team in the AFC and a team in the NFC. And then the only time I have to worry about it is, one, if they play in the regular season or, two, if they play in the Super Bowl. So I think that it's a pretty uh, good chance that the Steelers and Rams Probably won't play each other for a while in the Super Bowl. Uh, more because the Steelers aren't great, right? <laughs> uh, But yeah, I have my shirt on today. It's just a classic Los Angeles Rams, and I have a hat that's waiting for me. It has a Super Bowl logo on it, but it won't come until uh, the end of the month, apparently, because me and Laura, uh, who works with producer Laura on another show, she uh, got the same hat as me, and we both are delayed, so... Come on, Fanatics. Let's well,
0: you guys went like you guys went Super Bowl edition. They got to
3: Right. They, they have to make those. That's uh, right. an eye roll. But no, I'm excited because I think that it's it's nice to, you know, I would buy a Rams ticket for like $100. I'm not going to buy a Rams ticket for like three grand, but it's something that I'm like excited to be a part of the city because the team's great. The atmosphere is awesome. And I also go to the, every game because I'm with you so, doing the pregame show. The
0: Supply chain. It's the ships. Yep. You're not. You're not going to well, get your well, stuff because of just, the supply chain.
1: Here's a, this is what you don't understand because I don't think you understand what's going on with inflation right now, and because of interest rates that just ticked up a little bit in the last couple of weeks. So, Trav, you really got to do your research. And Jeff Bezos and <laughs> his, uh, in yeah, his Bezos bridge building. It's probably a, mostly family.
3: him. Yep. <laughs>
0: yeah. Are you okay with her having a, a second team? I mean, you as a lifelong
1: Raider fan, would you ever yeah. <laughs> adopt a second team as, as your squad? Well, I've been. I mean. Everybody knows I have been a Raider fan since almost like it was I think the first week of January of twenty twenty two. So sure. I can I think I'm the right person to speak about this. She's got she's got genuine tie ins. Like she's at every single game. You guys do the pregame, post game, all that stuff. So you got that connection of it. There is no hey, remember when the Rams played the Steelers and this happened and that there is none of that, right? Now, Emily, if as just an example if it was the Chargers or if it was another team in the same division as the Steelers, I'd be like, I don't know what's going right. on here. You know, what are you supposed to do in this situation? Because well, they could be a, fan. a lot.
0: But here's the thing. So I'm going to use myself as an example. Grew up here in L.A., in Arcadia. Mm-hmm. Was a Rams fan as a kid. The Rams were, were my NFL team, okay? Um, would go to a game occasionally. And they were my team. When they bounced in 1994, I think it was um, – I was I wasn't going to root for the Rams from St. Louis. I just I, I'm not doing that. But I think a lot of people were like that. A I think of, so too. Yep. I, I, and so basically for a, a, my college year, I know I was out of, I was done with college by then, but so I had a, a basically a 17-18 year window where I just watched the league to watch the league. I didn't really have a rooting interest in it. Moved to Houston briefly. Okay, spent about two years, a little bit less than two years in Houston. When I was there, I was covering the Texans. Yeah, and you know, I kind of, all right, cool. I'm in Houston. Texans are the team. I'll root for the Texans, and and so I did. And I didn't hate it. It was fine, but it didn't move me the way. Sure. And the moment you left Houston, what happened? Come back to Houston, and then a couple years later, the Rams come back to LA, and it's like boom, done. Right back into it the way that it was because they were back. But that second team never really resonates the way that you want it to. It's always going to be your
1: first love. Here's the reality, I I, I really don't have uh, from a football perspective. Like I, you're right. I don't have a dog in the fight. I grew up a Charger fan, right? Yeah. Chargers were my team. Um, just being born and raised in San Diego, like naturally, I'm rooting for the the city. I guess you could say. Sure. The thing I will say about L. A. Like I, I if if the Rams win this, what is it a, a week and a half? Like I am happy for L. A. Like sure. I, there are storylines for Los Angeles that you feel good about. USC us tra- talking about like, hey, I think this team, I think this uh, this university is back. That's good for L. A. Like you know, you you feel for certain. Now, what I would never do because this is my affiliation, the Lakers are my team. That's that's right. my squad. The NBA is by far my favorite sport. But let me ask you, not that this would I'm, ever happen in a movie. I'm a years. child. I'm a child when it comes to, you know, the Lakers and the Clippers or something along those lines.
0: Let, let, it, this is a, a ridiculous example because it would never go. But let's just say the Lakers say <laughs> they're going to move to, I don't know, pick, pick us to Tulsa, okay? <laughs> they're they're going to become the Tulsa Lakers. Do you go with them? I think I still root for them, but I think it loses – it really loses it, it a does. Connection. But the
1: second they came back, you'd be all in. For instance, if the Chargers went back to San Diego, you're right back in. I, you know what? To be honest with you, I would be because yeah. – uh, Yeah, no, I, I would be. You're right about that. It's almost like uh, – well, your ex, she left and then she came, hey, come on down. No, I don't know she, if that's she, a nice you know, I realized
0: the mistake of my way. And, and this is, I think, what Kevin Demoff was talking about on his Zoom call yesterday, talking about building an audience here in Los Angeles, building a fan base, that you're going to get Travis back because I was in to begin with. I'm old enough that I was a Rams fan when they were here previously. If you're Emily and you're from somewhere – he actually almost mentioned her by name. So right. it's not about flipping someone who's a Steelers fan who grew up in Pittsburgh and moved to L.A. and become a Rams fan. You can have the secondary there. It's about my children, your guys' kids. When, when It's about them and making them grow up as sports fans in this city Hey, okay, I'm figuring out who do I like, who are the teams here, who are the teams that are on TV, who are the flags they see. Oh, the Rams, are they good? Yeah, they are. Have they won They won the Super Bowl year? Oh, okay, cool. Those are the guys that become the diehards. Those are the guys that become the season ticket holders. Those are the guys that just live and breathe Rams football so when it is 20 years from now and the Niners come to town, it is eighty percent blue and yellow, and just a little pocket of Forty Nine er fans, as opposed to what we've seen the last couple of weeks.
1: I'm gonna give you an example. Maybe it's uh, maybe this is a, a perfect example, but it's gonna go more from a Fortune 500 perspective. Okay, those brands: McDonald's, uh, Pepsi, Coke. Do you know that all those cereals? Like they're trying to get you when you're young. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lot of brands that that is part. If if you're a Mac guy you're probably going to stay Mac loyal to that type of brand. Or if you're Samsung, you're probably going to stay loyal to Sam. I'm just using these as examples. It's Trev, it's, it's not that much different. Like the plan Kevin Demoff is talking about, how we got to have these it – ne- it takes time. It's a 20-year plan. I if, if we can get a kid today, that kid in 20 years is probably going to be a Rams fan, right? And, and there are more tie-ins today to – uh, trying to get that individual five years ago, you didn't have a connection to L.A. Five or seven years ago, whatever. The case. You you had a connection, but you were not physically here. It is a battle, and I think everybody's battling for your attention in L.A. And they're trying to get their piece of the pie. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests
0: appear via the Goodyear Hotline. It was was it twenty years ago, Emily, where Tom Brady beat the Rams in the Super Bowl today? Is that is that what happened? Is it twenty or is yeah, it twenty-one? Yeah, it is twenty. Twenty. How 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 is the guy that beat the Rams in the Super Bowl twenty years ago, hands on side of his helmet, like I can't believe we just won the Super Bowl? Yep. How is that the same guy that the Rams beat two weeks ago? How how is that this the, possible? That makes LeBron's thing look kind of normal. It, it doesn't make any sense at all.
1: I um it, and by the way, it's not just while he was still in the league. No, he was a baller uh, <laughs> at at you know year whatever it is for him this season how many years did he go how many years 22. Did he go? 22 22 years I I think that part is the most ridiculous you can be in the league for a long time right like that's first of all that's an accomplishment in itself what are you doing towards the end of your career while well, I'm throwing for over 5,000 yards I'm throwing for 40 plus touchdowns he was, if he played another season or another couple years, no one would be surprised or shocked. Look at the numbers that he had this past season. And if that's the same guy that 20 years ago was hoisting his first Lombardi, that makes no sense at all.
0: So not only is it the 20th anniversary, Al, of Tom Brady winning his first Super Bowl, beating the Rams, 14. 14.9. Think Think about that. The, the game between the Rams and the four. Bengals coming up here is four. Yeah. And, and doesn't it feel like most people are on the Rams side? That, of course. And, and I'm not even talking like the spread playing the number. I'm saying that I think everybody feels like the Rams are, are the favorites to win this game and, and relatively heavy
1: favorites. Four. Four, four doesn't seem like a lot. By no, it doesn't. If it, it was doesn't. if it was six, I would be like, okay, yeah, that that wouldn't sound shocking to me. Fourteen, <laughs> the Patriots
0: were fourteen what? point underdogs, and they would think about it. Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Marshall yeah. Faulk, Kurt Warner, Orlando Pace. I mean, you, these are all Hall but, of Famers. Well, fourteen is insane. It's an it's an, nobody. It's yep. it's really hard to remember. No one knew who Tom Brady was. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that split time at Michigan with Drew Henson. Like, he, there was Drew Bledsoe was their guy. Like, oh, they're, they're playing their backup quarterback. Of course, they're 40. No one knew that it was Tom Brady yet. It's just uh just insane. Just an
1: absolutely remarkable run for him. Okay, so by the anniversary, you're talking about the right. giant Super Bowl win, right? That 14 that's what you're years ago. Well, that's Unde- one of them. They both happened on the same day. <laughs> it's the helmet catch, right? This yeah. is the, yeah.
0: yeah. Yep. Undefeated. It would have been the first team ever to be 19-0 and in NFL history. And um, David Tyree mm-hmm. literally... Pins the ball on his helmet with one hand. It doesn't touch the ground by what a couple of inches along the way. He ends up. Well, I remember Eli, bust, Eli Manning touchdown. even getting Eli Manning getting out of the mix. Hey, look. Okay, it's been fourteen years. They blow the whistle in that situation most of the time, right? Like, they kind of had him wrapped up, and he escaped, because they don't want quarterbacks to take shots. Maybe at the end of the Super Bowl you let it go, but they, if they would have blown the whistle dead on that play, I wouldn't have been surprised.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, but that, that is – so that was, you said, 14
0: years ago? Nine years ago, the hmm. Harbaugh Bowl, or as you like to call it, the Harbaugh Bowl. Exactly. Age <laughs> <laughs> Jim and John playing each other in the in the Super Bowl, and that's when the lights went out in New Orleans. I, and I I thought the end of the world was next when the lights went out at the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, um, this oh, I'm, is not I'm with good you news. on those.
1: I'm with you on those. When something like that happens, arena, all that. I'm with you on that. That was a kind of that. That's another one. We had a good run of Super Bowls where the games
0: were excellent because this was another play where. They could have easily thrown a penalty at the end of the game that would have given the 49ers a effort and said they let them play, incomplete pass, the Ravens win. This is why the Rams need to take care of business. Don't let it come down to a call. Don't let it come down to a miracle pin the ball against your helmet catch. Have a nice, comfortable 10, 12, 13-point lead going into the last minute or so of the game,
1: and let's eliminate the randomness of it all. Um. Okay. We got. Uh, we said National Carrot Cake Day, right? Yes. Did you see this, the uh, Kobe Bryant Trophy? I did. By the way, how how uh, you know I I know this is one of those. Uh, how cool is that? That I it, it's so appropriate too. I know it's the All Star Game. I know that. I mean, LeBron's going to be the captain again. This is, I think, five years in a row he's the captain. Which Michael and I were talking about yesterday. Does he play in that game? I I hope he doesn't play. He but should. the the to have something specific. Uh, a specific Kobe award, I think, is pretty damn cool. So they finally, you know, revealed that. I think it was yesterday or earlier today.
0: It, the the trophy, it's it's beautiful, it's pretty. But mm-hmm. Emily brought up something that I thought was pretty interesting. Like why not have it be a statue of Kobe? If it's the Kobe Bryant All-Star Award. I'm with you on that. Like I'm have, with it, you on have that. because Kobe, you know, just have it be one of like the fadeaway or whatever whatever sure. moment you want from Kobe. Sure. I just think to have it be Kobe because it's the Kobe Award. I I don't know. That just felt like it would have been kind of neat like that.
1: Yeah, I, I by the way, I'm I'm with you. Either way, it's going to be something that, you know, obviously every single year, every All-Star game, it's a Kobe Bryant trophy. So, we'll take it.
0: So uh, at Hollywood Park Casino, I'm doing the post-game show after the NFC Championship game, and uh, we're done, and I'm getting ready to leave, and a guy comes over to me, Rams jersey's fired up, we're talking a little bit about the game, and I said, yeah... And what was it like in your section? And and he said he goes it was great. He goes I actually got tickets from Kelly Stafford. I was one of the people that she wow. gave tickets to. And so we were talking a little bit about that. It turns out she spent a quarter of a or she and him the Stafford family okay. spent a quarter of a million dollars on tickets for the NFC Championship game in give the Rams on, fans. Now. How awesome is that? That is just is that such right? a great that, play.
1: So I actually I, I had not heard of that. I, I had no idea how many tickets they ended up buying. Is that what it was? That's
0: what it reportedly spent about two hundred and fifty grand on tickets for the NFC Championship game. And look,
1: it's that's kind like of six tickets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, those six people had a, a, a wonderful time. What a great Man, way. That's to... a,
1: by the way, a lot of respect. I mean that that's that is one of the cooler stories to hear. That you know, like like you mentioned this last week. It's one thing to say it. Oh my gosh, what's going on? you're going to do something about it. They're in position to do something about sure. it, right? And they did.
0: 250 grand. I know that they've made 250 million, but yep, I don't care what it is. That's an incredibly generous thing to do. A uh, Dennis Rodman's daughter, Trinity is going to become the highest-paid player in NWSL history. She's going to make over a million dollars to Saw play that. in that league. She's also uh, one of the youngest players, or the youngest player ever drafted into that league. So the the Rodman genes are strong in Trinity Rodman. She uh, she's got some soccer game out.
1: Well, it's a it's a cool story too. I'm sure it brings um, and for those who don't know National Women's Soccer League, it brings also attention to the league, right? Like that's that's going to be certainly something that's just as important, if not more important than what she signed for um, an incredibly popular name. And it sounds like she's a baller, but that's, that's uh, highest paid player. Uh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's she cool also star.
3: might make the U S women's national team too, which is great for her. Mm-hmm. So she get she can represent the country as, as well.
0: Fantastic. So ESPN dropped their 100 best baseball players of all time. Angel center fielder, Mike Trout, this is all time, not Mike Trout, number 17, all time. He should be higher. Mike Trout should be higher than number 17 all time. And, by the way, everybody above him is Willie Mays and Ted Williams and Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth. He he should be higher
1: than he is because there are not 16 players that have played this game that have done more than he has. Yeah, I'd be curious. I I haven't seen the list. We should look at that tomorrow, kind of take a look at where where they put at least current players, where some of these current players stand.
0: Highest-ranked Dodger on the list is Clayton Kershaw. Um, which feels right to me. If, if we're just talking baseball stuff, like, you know, historical impact, Jackie Robinson goes to the top of any Dodger list, but yep. just
1: baseball impact certainly a, a great accomplishment for him along the way. How do people find the pods, Lee? All right, ESPN app on iTunes. If you miss the show live, you can always catch the full three hours on the podcast. All right, we'll be two games under, one game under, three games under, probably game
0: tomorrow. Well, I think so, too. I, I think they'll find a way to get it done. We're all over it. Mason and Ireland is next. It's Travis and Slewa, 710 ESPN.